Welcome to the BC Pod, episode six hundred and something or another. Good Lord. I mean, it's a, it's a, I think we've done more podcasts than anybody else. <laughs> no one has done more podcasts than us. I guarantee it. And if anybody out there can prove it, it it's probably a lie. And we will, we will get, hire our, our lawyer team. We're, to go we're after in a you. very, very small percentile of people that have made over, you know, 500 episodes of a podcast. Yeah, I would say because and and we're in a small percentage of people who've made over five hundred million dollars doing a podcast. Yeah, that's the weird part. That's even smaller percentage, but that doesn't include bonus episodes oh, either. My God, so that's probably more like a thousand podcasts. You know, so pretty yeah. cool. Take pretty that, cool. Bill Gates. Yeah. Uh, all right, we uh, have a great episode today. We have the minivan mamas on. Uh, they are a lot of fun, and it was really fun hanging out with some Mormons who are. Uh, have a good attitude uh, or a good sense of humor rather and well good attitude too i guess but uh, they're just a lot of fun um we met them through uh marriage supply actually uh they uh have done some advertising for us with marriage supply on their podcast um and they're just great and this episode's really neat to talk about because we talk about mormonism we talk about you know being parents and uh what what married marriage uh, uh what sex and marriage is like and uh, it's just a great episode so i'm pretty excited about they it. they really remind me of the uh of candace and katie a little bit of the free sex podcast with the yeah. attitude in which with they engage and the type of conversation they model yeah um it's, it's something resonant there it's like oh yeah but not i'm not comparing them directly they're very different people Everybody's different and everything, but I but there was some amount of that that well, I think, felt familiar. Yeah, for me it was that they're willing to be vulnerable. They're willing to go there with conversations and also are have some confidence and and are always up for a good time. Like their podcast, they just cut up and have a, have a bunch of laughs. So it's really yes, good. non non. Um, maybe there is a. I guess the podcasting scene has changed a decent amount in that. To have a podcast now is more like having a blog, a topical blog, a promotional thing that everybody has, but it used to be a higher percentage of stuff that was essentially looked at more as fun and intentionally non-divisive, non-charged, and of course there could be uh, like podcasts about politics, but even those types of things were done in fun, and the goal seemed to used to be... You know, the attraction to the medium is the informal, the improvised, the self-deprecating, the loose. Yep. But then that, but then as podcasts became a dominant media form, we've seen them become a more optimized speech that's on message and on narrative to build platform. You know, all the garbage that that happened to blogs in the same way. And blogs now are just something every platform or business or whatever has to further its singular merit narrative or whatever so i always enjoy when people are just doing it out loud processing and having some fun with it that's right all right but before we get there uh we want to remind you guys to join the bc club and when you join the bc club you get two bonus episodes uh and you go to the the bcclub.com by the way um and you get uh, you're a part of Emeryland, our knuckle breakers uh, umbrella as well, to where you get a lot of stuff from Emery. I mean, you get a lot of perks here, and mm-hmm. there's even another one. We read your name on this podcast. We brought it back. And your we, nickname? 
Yeah. And, well, this one's interesting. It's almost as it. Okay, so I got one, two, three, you four. You have to have a nickname. Five. I have five names here, and it's almost as if someone went uh, on Google and like found twenty nine of the most gross sounding words to and use for these people's. Yeah, it's, it's almost like somebody would have done that. So it's it's strange that Katie put all these names together because their their nicknames their are nicknames like, are similar in that way. They're, this time. they're they're strange. So our first one is Brian Moist Gilliam, uh, and and then we got uh, Connor Lugubrious Lugubrious. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Flim Abernet. Why? Who Flim calls him old, old Flim? Probably. Right? Can you believe it? Is that a Matt, ph or is it right? I think it's ph. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Matthew Fetus alum or Elam? <laughs> <laughs> fetus is one of the most disgusting words. I don't know. Yeah, I just said it's almost like that would be one of the words. I don't know if it is. What a nickname, old Fetus. Uh, Here comes old Fetus. And then old Daniel Bulbous Moniz. Bulbous. Bulbous. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good, good, good. Oh, boy. I would have thought like, uh, you know, uh, Cooter or Jowls would have been on there, yeah, but old it, cat it, it, man it, or something like that. But no, fetus, yeah, yeah. fetus. That is my favorite nickname. <laughs> uh, okay, so those names have been read. We also uh, we're going to play some shows. We're going to Portland and Seattle. We're going uh, on March fourth and March fifth, and we're doing our songs and stories shows, which are really intimate, small shows uh, where we play acoustic, and it's going to be really fun. And uh, you do not want to miss this if you're in Portland or Seattle. Seattle will be available also uh, as a live broadcast through Moment House on Saturday, March fifth. We're going to be doing that at, to help pay. Uh, we said we would do a show to help Devin's family pay for Devin's father passing away. Uh, when he passed away, the funeral, they, uh, the family members did not have enough money. And so we did an ask, and everybody, all the people came through phenomenally. I mean, I, could, I was blown away. I think all the costs were covered very quickly, but we said we would do a show. So all those people have free tickets to the show. But if other people want to come, you can get a ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you'll, there'll be more information. You can figure all this out on, uh, emorymusic.com tickets go on sale. I think tomorrow, today's Wednesday. So I think it's tomorrow. It might be out today. I'm not exactly sure. Stand by for slow yeah. with our website launch and the graphic and the yeah. whatever, getting it up. But yeah. And another perk from the joining the BC club, you get 20% off your tickets. 20%. Yeah. yeah. And BC club. If you're yeah. in that group of people good god all known as the knuckle breakers 20 percent off even the tickets yep. to this so yeah that's yep. that's special um and we've got a new valentine's day box at marriage supply but i don't know if it'll make it by valentine's if you order today so just go order whatever you uh, tell them it's on the way um we'll still get still to get you the discount you, you get the 10 percent discount with using code bcpod and i think that's all i got to talk about here okay i mean well, let's move you, on you know then. what i mean so, all right. Oh, Matt Slurpy Carter. <laughs> Slurpy. <laughs> Slurp. Slurp. All right, let, let's get to the Minivan Mamas. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hi. Look at you guys all official. <laughs> Y'all are in your van. Now, what kind of van is it? What is that in the middle? Uh, this is our microphone and oh, a box. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we're super professional. He's like, what? No, that's how we probably started out too, for sure. Right? I mean, we've been doing our podcast. How long y'all been doing your your podcast? Six months. Okay, so yeah, I mean, we started ours back in like what, Matt? Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. Oh, really? So. so yeah, so we've been around for a while, oh. but we we did the same thing. We we tried every different kind of microphone and USB microphone. We've done everything, stuff, so. every configuration and, and imaginable. And you know, I tell people a lot of times when they ask me about. 
stuff. I say go to the car because it is one of the best yeah. sounding environments to, by a long shot. I mean, I really do. One hundred percent. You know, I, I can't no. tell you how many times people get on their echoey square ass bedroom where it just sounds uh-huh. terrible. Like there's nothing worse than that. <laughs> Cars always that. good. No. Yeah. We, we tried it a couple episodes ago. It was terrible. So you're right. Yeah, it's the you're worst. Right. Matt and I are in a Matt and I are in a band together, and I have sang vocals for some of our songs before in my van. Oh, <laughs> I have a, okay. okay. I got I got a 2016 Toyota Sienna. So, what what, you, what what kind of van are y'all in? What what's what's your van type? This one's a Toyota Sienna. Oh, yeah, and go. then I have an Odyssey that we record in sometimes too. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. That's the way to well, go. Well, thank y'all for joining us tonight. Yeah, we're excited. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So, so you guys are in Southern Utah? Southern right? Utah. So mm-hmm. most people know us by Vegas or Zion's, Zion National Park. That's oh, where I've we're been like, there. Yeah. yeah. We so we're like 45 minutes from Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And an hour and a half from Vegas. That is terrific. Yeah. Um, the Utah thing is kind of interesting to me in that... Um, I have some friends in Utah, so it's like I live in Seattle, and Utah is one of the only places that I have on a short list of places I would move because I know people there, and I love skiing. So Utah, oh, yeah. to me, seems like it's yeah. a really, really good place. There's a lot of good things going about it. Yes. Northern Utah is like known for the snow, known for the best snow. Yeah. Have you been Utah people your whole life? Our whole lives. Southern Utah. Southern yes. Utah. Yeah, Southern Utah. <laughs> So well, when you, when you like, say, what's yeah. the big distinction? Is there kind of a yeah? Southern like Utah. there's some bad blood there with the northern. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's just way cooler. Yeah, right. I mean, because no. it's warm. Southern right. Utah is like desert. Like yeah. we're only a few degrees cooler than Vegas usually, right? We're red rocks and sunshine. Yeah, like a mini Mo or kind of like Moab is what. Like if you're familiar with Moab, mm-hmm. that's like a big destination place in Utah. I would say Southern Utah is similar, but Northern Utah is like mountains and snow and mm-hmm. things like that cold yeah is it culturally different do people behave different or do they f- have different feelings about one another no i don't think so no. i don't think so it's not i'm looking at a map Overall, i feel like i kind of like to tell people though that saint george is like the hawaii of utah because it's just like smaller slower pace chill we're a little more chill yeah we wear like, sandals all year it's yeah fine. and it's in shorts and flip-flops and it's like <laughs> hiking people are very outdoorsy where up north, it's just like a bigger city, like lots of traffic and let, you know what I mean? It's cold. So it's just just different. Is it is it Mormon in the area you guys are from? Yes. yes. That's yes. the whole state is Mormon. It's but like 50-50 now. But I would say people know Utah as like the Mormon, the Mormon state. state. Correct. Yeah. 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 I thought that was a really interesting thing um, because when we did the uh, ad for you guys on Marriage Supply, and it did well. Uh, it uh, and Katie found that, and and we just thought what you doing was really cool. And then she, when she said it was in Utah, I thought, is that is that because maybe there's Mormons there? And we grew up in South Carolina. I thought maybe there's a purity culture link between Mormonism and the Evangelical South, kind of a thing. Is that Agreed. sound right to you? Yeah, I'd love Agreed, to talk yeah. about that. Could you tell me about your experience growing up Mormon? Yeah, like- in what way it may parallel, you know, the evangelical South. Yeah, yeah, Matt and I grew up extremely conservative Christian. Like, I grew up, like, charismaniac. My papa was a pastor, and they were, oh. like, sp- spoke in tongues and ran across the top of the pews, and, and uh, I saw all kinds of crazy stuff. And, it, you know, uh, there was some good, and then there was some, <laughs> some bad, you know, fr- from it as well. And so purity culture was a big thing as well, you know, it, it, for us growing up in South Carolina in the 80s. 
totally. I like the way you worded it, purity culture, because we've been talking a lot about that kind of stuff on our podcast and we talk about it a lot, but I didn't like that's a good way to explain it. Right? Yeah, I don't know that Mormons have the same vernacular, but there is a lot of link between the you right. know, it's like the the traditional family and keep the values and totally. the the sexual thing is just one of the closest parts parts of that. Um totally. in, in whatever what would way you so like call it. Like what would our lingo be for it, Lex? I think I don't what would we usually talk about it? I don't know. But chastity? Chastity. Yeah. Chastity. chastity. I mean, it's a value. Chastity is a value right. in the right. culture there. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Purity culture for sure. I grew up with um, a mom who was very open. She did not grow up very religious or a part of any one religion or anything. So she was super open with me. But I have a lot of friends who maybe their parents didn't necessarily chat about sexual yeah, things. Yeah, like they weren't or open they about it. They were not open at all. And so it was really interesting to watch as they grew up, like, their parents weren't ones to talk about. It was very hush hush. So we have an Instagram friend um, online who talks a lot about this purity culture. Yeah. <laughs> and how a lot of people like didn't know how to have sex. Mm-hmm. They're having sex in right. their belly buttons. That's <laughs> <laughs> story. Right, but true. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need that. to go look up. <laughs> yeah, you need to look her up and tell her we sent you. Her name is. Or her Instagram is Style Fit Fatty, and she also talks a lot about stuff. But I got to think about that. So they go, what's a wedding night, and they try to put it in the belly button? They, they, right. They, they, and he did Both verify, of them? They didn't, neither one of them knew? Yeah. <laughs> hold up. They've been doing this for years until they figured out that they were having infertility issues. No. And no. The doctor had to tell no. Yeah. I say no. No. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's an interesting belly butt <laughs> for years. My God, you'll have to go and look yeah, it up. or like in between legs, or I don't. There's, it's weird. It's there's a severe any. Yeah, <laughs> like people going to the ER with inflamed belly buttons, right? Oh. All I know is that she's now called Belly Button Girl. Yeah, but it is very eye-opening to see how many people like. Oh my gosh, we were doing figuring that. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, I think that that can happen anywhere, but I think it, especially as like staunch Christians, like we are both still Mormon and, um, we were, both of us were raised with parents who were very open. Like my dad, just the most dirty <laughs> jokester. We, nothing was off the table to talk about. And I'm really grateful I was raised that way because I do think purity culture is like way more common here than say other states because the church is so prevalent and standards and things, but there is that like, kind of like it's hush, hush. We don't talk about it. It's bad, you know, or, or I've heard from other people. I haven't had this experience, but like they may have had sex as a teenager and then they felt dirty Mm -hmm. or ruined, ashamed. Right. And whether that was, that's like a cultural thing or, Maybe someone said that. I don't know. But I would say that's like definitely more prevalent here than probably other places. The is it's um from what I understand, it may be not be as shameful as it is in evangelicalism, because in evangelicalism, it's like really a lot of shame put on actively. Whereas what I'm hearing you guys say is more of like not talked about, which is probably not as bad as the active shame. And then. We're really big in in the evangelical South on going to hell. We're really big yeah. on that. So that's 
as whole other layers. Like if you look at a girl too many times, you'll go to hell almost is like the feeling. Like, you know, really? you're going to suffer forever and eternity for what you've done. Is See, it, I think that's more extreme. I think here, at least in my experience, it's more like hush, hush. Or they've heard things like they people have said things that make them feel like they're now damaged goods, so to speak. Yes, right? yeah, yeah, and that's pretty. That's pretty bad. That that's pretty right. Strange. And I don't think it's intentional. I just mm-hmm. think that that's how it's like maybe come across, but how they perceived it or whatever. I also think judgment. Like I think that I would say I think ju- people are judgy everywhere, right? But mm-hmm. I do feel like it can get judgy. That's a good way to put Just it. Just different people yeah. get judgy about different things in different right. regions. Like in within religion yeah. in general, it can get real judgy. Like you said, when people know you looked at a girl too much, like now they just think you're going to hell. I think it can feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. And in the, in the South, it's like, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all might have it there too, just because it's so overwhelmingly religious that uh, it's like the bless your heart people that'll, you know, those, oh, you know, bless their heart. They, you know, they're, they're so bad or, you know, they'll say something nice to your face and then kind of talk bad about you or think bad thoughts about you. So for us, yeah, like, like sex, it wasn't, it was just basically said, told to me as a kid that it's just bad. And then one day you'll find somebody you love and then it'll be good. But until that day, it is horrific and you'll go to hell <laughs> if you even think about it too long or anything like that. So we don't, I mean, we, we have, you know, we've had tons of Mormon friends over the years. Like I said, Matt and I have been in a band and we've toured a bunch and, and met tons and, and Mormons always seem like, really upbeat and nice, like you guys yeah. even i don't know if it's just the i don't know if it's a part of the religion or not but like you guys do seem to have like a uh to me and i, I know i'm generalizing here but it seems like mormons always have kind of a upbeat good spirit and i know that's like i said a generalization but it does seem like there's something about the way you guys live your life that is uh, pretty healthy to me well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to say it's just the Diet Coke. But right. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to that. Yeah. That was quite the compliment. Thank you. Yeah. No, sure. it, it, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's just interesting to me because now also as growing up as a Christian, I was told y'all were bad. We're certain you're going to hell. Yeah, I mean, nice. I mean, I was told the Mormons were maybe we'll some of the, we'll some of the worst. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, it's just a, it's a demonic cult, but super nice people. But, no, they didn't tell me y'all were nice. That's the thing. I had to find that out on my own. All I knew was the demonic cult stuff. I mean, I mean, did you hear and, the, about the horns. Yeah, though? did you know we have horns? Too? <laughs> I, they, they, they taught us that. Thank God, really? No, no, that's no. That's where. Oh, I like that's no, where no. it comes from. Oh, no, is man. that true? Oh, what y'all have that? People think that y'all have horns. We can't it's show hard. you. Heard it a time or two. It's fine. It's Weird. Fine. I've never. I've never heard that. I just heard. I mean, with with my church background, it was everybody was wrong but us. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. That's right. just the way it was. And I mean, that's a lot of religions in in general. But is it um in is it something you guys advocate for Mormonism and stuff like that? Do you feel like uh like uh there's this um it seems less evangelistic in the way that. Mormons don't seem to try to, you know, evangelize as much in that way. Is it is that part of of the way you guys think of? You're at least advocates for the lifestyle or religion. I take it to have retained it in your adulthood. Yes, are we yeah. advocates for? I would Absolutely. say advocates, but I don't feel like advocates not pushy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I won't say that Advocate, there are people but, that yeah. are away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Absolutely. I will openly share like my feelings of faith, but I don't feel the need to like 
do you guys want to learn about Jesus Christ tonight? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you guys want to sit down for a missionary I think, discussion? And Matt said it. That was such a huge compliment. But I feel like people pick up on that. Like they might be like, hey, like I've noticed something different about you. And yeah. Yeah. Is there a part of Mormonism that's, um, it strikes me a little bit, maybe halfway to Catholic in that there's, a, oh, and then farther than that would be Jewish, how it can be just cultural though. So there's a lot of Mormons that they don't really have a lot of spiritual beliefs, but are very much in the system. Does that fly? Do or do I you think, think so. most people are genuinely believe in the spiritual stuff? I think so like do you think do you mean by that that they're like kind of halfway in like they well, like the the things yeah. that come from it but maybe don't believe all of it is that what you're kind of saying well there's tons of jewish people that just don't at all like think about okay. god you know, I know what I mean? it's like a cultural saying. thing and then catholics i mean just if you think of the whole northeast full of catholics right. it's not that they're these and a lot of them are but a lot of them are not at all devout they're like, like but they're catholic, catholic and they'd fight about it forever but they don't pray or anything like that like no, they don't god. Me- i see what it. you're saying how do you, I feel like most people are pretty active. If you're there, you're there. You're there. But I also do think that there are people who maybe come and like, they like the belief system and they like the like, the basic (laughs) elements of the church, the family, the like, the taking care of your body and like the emphasis on those things, but maybe also still have their questions. And I think that that's totally okay. But I would, I do know what you're saying about Catholics. Like there's a lot of people not to like bash on Catholics, but maybe they just go to church on Christmas, right? Yeah. Just, you would just say it's cultural, which is not yeah, a judgment. I, I would it's say just... it isn't that way. I feel like with our church, I feel like people are. I mean, that's making a big generalization. So true. Talking true. about a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In general. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't apply true. to every single member. But Toby, you were saying how like there was, um, you felt like we're upbeat and happy. And Matt had mentioned before that like there was a huge emphasis on going to hell. And that is something that we don't focus on at all. At all. And I don't know if there's a correlation there, but that kind of like struck Maybe. me as <laughs> yeah, interesting so. because yeah. we don't focus on you're going to hell. You did something bad. You're going. Yeah. To hell. No, like there's so much emphasis on repenting and being able to like be better. And utilize you can, you, yeah, utilize the atonement and like you can, Change, change, and be better all the time. And there's always you, people make mistakes, and you can always improve. Well, just from my limited problem, I it, guess. just from my limited experience with Mormons, I'll just be honest. It always feels like uh, they they do well in business and life and money. Uh, they do, they have big, huge families. Like this is the funniest thing. We 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 left South Carolina and moved to Seattle to start our band because nobody cared about our music at all in South Carolina. And this is back in 2001. And uh, one Sunday, I woke up, and nobody else was up at our house. And so I was like, I'm just going to go to church. And so uh, we were out in Maple Valley, and I just rode around, and I saw this church. I was like, I'll just go to this one. I walked in, and I promise you, there was so many people there. It it had to be close to 1,000 people in this building, and so many kids. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting church. And I was like, I just sat down in the back. And then it lasted for a long time. A long time, and then <laughs> I did. I, I just was like, I don't totally. Un, what is? 
I, I was like, there's something's a little different here. And I couldn't get it. I was there forever. And finally, it's like, I think I said, I think I got to leave. I mean, I, our church is in the South. You know, you got to get to lunch. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got you to leave before noon. And they, it didn't look like noon. I mean, noon had come and gone and they were slowing down. And then I walked outside and it said, it said, uh, Church of Latter day Saints on the front. And I was like, oh, I guess I said I guess I just you know went to a Mormon church. I didn't even know everybody was nice. Nobody was you know I, 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 they might have thought so I guess funny. you know, but I didn't. It didn't. I didn't see it until after because I guess I came in on the back side of the building or whatever. I didn't see the it on the front, but it was. I was like, man. I mean, but everybody is that is that true about Mormon? Though everybody had like I, I think yeah. it looked oh, like yeah. everybody had at least three, kids four, five kids. kids. We're not kids. we're not polygamous. Just to like throw that out there, that's also a common like con- misconception. That is no longer a thing. Yeah, that's not a thing. But we do, do like, there's a large emphasis on family. And I think that's probably why. But there are a lot of Utah, like, I bet Utah has more kids per capita than. I mean, I only have four. And that's like low. That's a low number. (laughs) Only. Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like four or five is like pretty average for like Mormon families. I have two. Is that built into. Is anything that's like teaching or is it just like, that's just, it's just the way it is. So it just seems normal. Yeah. I feel like that. It just seems normal. It's definitely not. I mean, there's a strong emphasis on family, like I said, and like. Strong emphasis on family, but also it's between you, your husband and the Lord. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They're not pressuring you to do that, but they do also like focus a lot on like, like what a blessing it is to have children and those, you know, I don't know. But yeah. how many is it till it starts to get bizarre? Like nine or whatever, you know? Like, like what's when the, you what, hear someone many, say, yeah. I have this many kids, you're like, I, yeah. I what, mean, I still, my jaw still shocking to when you. people tell me. What's shocking? Like, what's I like, have, wow, they have a lot of kids. Do y'all have friends come, with like eight kids or something? I come oh, yeah. from a family of eight kids. Wow. But, 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 but we were a Brady Bunch. Like my mom had four and he had four and they got married. Mm. But that's shocking to me. Y'all allowed divorce? Yeah. Huh? Y'all allowed divorce? We've always frowned upon it. <laughs> but did it I, anyway. <laughs> I do feel like... Yeah, you won't go to hell if you get divorced. You will not right. go to hell if you go to divorce. I feel like it's become more, like, acceptable, right? Instead of, like, again, a taboo thing. But it's never I mean, been a, frowned upon? I've never I, felt that way. No. I, in instances especially of abuse, of mm-hmm. infidelity. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. like. But eight is, like... A That's normal a high amount, but over eight starts to be like, wow. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. But I don't think it's common to see families of eight either. Oh, yeah. We've like, got it. probably more common than anywhere else, but I don't, I can't think of, yeah. I Lots know. of five and sixes, though. Yeah, I know several families with seven to eight. Okay. Wow. We're we're big on kids. I got three. Matt's got three. Our drummer Dave has five. Our our singer. Yeah. We're Three's big on a kids. Great number. Well, I yeah. mean, I've always fundamentally had a hard time with the the notion of what argument you could have to like if it's how could it not how could it not be good to exist? It just seems right. Fundam- like I exist. I'm glad I do. I don't know where you draw. To me, yeah. it's just like. I don't really want any more kids now. I, I really don't. But, I mean, it's hard. I feel bad about that in a way. It's just like, well, th- who am I denying the ability to exist is what it <laughs> yeah. feels like. Oh, I've never even thought of it that but way. I actually like that because. But I don't you- want any more because they get on my nerves. 
<laughs> but that makes me feel what? bad. What? They do? <laughs> they do? No, I felt the same way when we were decide when I thought, you know, I think I'm good. And my husband's like, no, we're good. Like, who am I yeah. to decide is what it feels like to me. Well, if you leave it up, if you leave it up to chance, you will have another yeah. one. <laughs> I'll just kidding. put it that way. Yeah, we had trouble having kids and they told us we weren't going to be able to have kids. And then we had two more. So, I mean, oh, if you leave so it, if cool. you, yeah, if you leave it up to chance for sure, but I, there will not be another kid that exists because of me, man. I, <laughs> I am done. I, I was realizing today, I was telling Devin, um, our, our, our singer, other singer, um, I, cause I'm always around our kids. Cause my wife now, uh, you know, I was doing the band and podcast for a long time and she would stay home and now she has a full-time job. And so I work from home and I pick up the kids. I'm, so I've been around my kids almost nonstop since the, like the beginning of COVID, if not before, you know what I mean? Cause they were in the house homeschooling and then, uh, and then, <clears throat> so Jess got to go to work and then I was still here trying to watch them and all stuff. But <clears throat> I realized with my kids, cause I've been trying to control my like, uh, anger at them, <laughs> like, like my, my losing my temper with them. Right. right. I feel and I, and, so and I was telling yeah. Devin, I was like, I realize what it is in the movies. It's always like, one lesson a kid messes up once and then you sit them down you go listen timmy this is what it is but my kids it's one they they and they don't even come close to listening to that repeat again i'm not the first one i never yell or say anything the first time (laughs) i'm just like hey i was talking to my son ike i was like ike you got to put your blanket away and then put the computer away too and that was and then i can't i went to the kitchen to fix them dinner i come back out he has the whole blanket on his head and he's dancing around spinning around with the computer that you know he breaks <laughs> computers and i said ike put it away now then he looks at me and goes i don't know what you're saying and i was like <laughs> you will put the blanket in your room and then the computer away and then i'm like it's like so much but then like, they I, get it yeah. Then, and then they get it, but like I say, I go every time now. I go, I don't want to be upset. <laughs> but it just it's sometimes crazy. it's the only way. Sometimes Man, sometimes it feels way. that way. It's crazy. So yeah, it Y'all, seems um, like you guys have a, um, you know, from what I gather and, and on your podcast and stuff like that. It that does seem like you guys are have a rebellious spirit or an openness about you is that typical cu- culture wise or open no, i would just yeah. say nothing's open. off the table for us like we're pretty yeah we're open we figure anything so at girls nights we all get a little bit open we yeah, all share right. a little bit way extra, too much way too much so we figured that anything we share on our podcast is what we would share at a girls night so it's very open uh, that's sometimes yeah sometimes i look back and i'm like Put this out there to the world, huh? Okay, mom. Have fun listening to this one. I'd say Lex is a little more like, what would you say? Like conservative? Conservative. Then I would that I would be even. So Uh for me, it's like fun to see her like open up and share a little bit more. Yeah, I wouldn't say rebellious, but we're just I just think that really is there anything that like shouldn't be shared or talked about? And we when we started our podcast. The whole goal was that moms just felt like they had someone they can relate to, or they're like just hanging out with their friends, kind of like, like they don't feel so, I don't know. I don't know how your wives feel or, or what you as like husbands see, but motherhood is, is hard. I mean, fatherhood is You've hard. been at home. And <laughs> sometimes it's lonely or like, you just want to yeah. feel like, am I normal for yelling at my kids or am I a terrible mom? 
you know, right. my kids won't listen. Is this right. normal? Right. right. So that's kind of like why we started it. And we just felt like the only way to like, I don't know. We just, nothing's off the, nothing's off the table. The we'll good, talk about the bad, and the, the, good, the bad and the ugly. I'm always fascinated with the ethics of stuff like that, because I mean, it makes sense to not put your stuff out there. And then other people think, oh, you're just sharing, airing your dirty laundry or being all this way to like get something. And there's, of course, a spectrum across that, but it's interesting. I was, I'm really interested to hear that, that you actually have a way you think of it like a girl's night. Because we, we think of it as like, well, this is the way we talk on t- tour. Right. But, yeah. I mean, it, and it's cleaned up from that. It really is to be on air. Right. But but it's the, the ethic of it is you do all you can to act the way you say the stuff you really would say. Um, and then that seems to be useful if you can, because that's so rare because other people just don't. And I was wondering if that, yeah, you know, like filter free, filter free, right? Yeah. I do feel like there are some things though, like I'm not going to get on here and just like air my dirty laundry marriage uh-huh. or, you know, like, which right. is not the case, but there are definitely some things that I'm like, that's just not like everybody's info. But then there's other things that I'm like, I just think it's way more common and should be like not taboo. Not you know? taboo. Yeah. Taboo yeah. is the, is the word for it. I think like there's so, you know, uh, Everybody's a different threshold of how close you can get to taboos, I guess it is. But Agreed. It's, it's really boring if you won't get anywhere near one. I know that. Same. Agreed. Yeah, know. See, and I'm like, I grew up, like I said, like my family, we just grew up so open. My dad is just like cracking dirty jokes left and right. And I told Lex, like, I didn't know how good of friends we could be until she cracked a dirty <laughs> joke. And I was like, yeah. okay, now we're on the same level, <laughs> you know, because you can't be good friends with someone if you can't just like be yourself. Mm-hmm. I think the mafia is like guys... that with murder. It's like you, you know, you have to kill somebody, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then totally. you know you can be friends. You know? <laughs> how how That's did how you get, works, guys? How did you guys meet? And, and are you do you live close to each other? Because you do you record in your van, so do you just meet up at each other's house or what? So we um, we live. We used to live on the same street, like two or three doors down. Um, she is now building a house a block away. So yeah, we live a little <laughs> further now. <laughs> so now we have to drive to each other's house. Yes, yeah. Actually, we record from the van because it's the quietest place. There's no kids. There's right. no husbands. There's no dishwashers. There's- that's actually why, like, the van became a thing. And then we're like, we should just be the minivan mamas. Like, yeah, that's perfect. That's what it I, is. I've, I've been really impressed just with, like, Y'all, you guys seem really savvy. Like your website looks great. Like it, I mean, uh, most people with kids and families and everybody's working and responsibilities, and all that stuff aren't so on top of things. Like, I mean, you guys really are like your social media looks great. Your Instagrams look great. Thank your, you. all, all, all your stuff. Like what, what is the driving force behind that? Because uh, you know how many people start podcasts and they aren't successful at all. I mean, hey, you guys, I mean, you guys have been is, in a podcast for six months. I mean, it's, that's a it's huge great. compliment. Can we just talk to you guys all the time? Yeah. Well, we've been doing it forever and it took us forever and you guys nailed it right out the gate. That's awesome. We have our resident social media expert over here, Cherish. Nice. She knows all the Instagram, everything else. And Lex, Lexa is a graphic artist. Like that's her profession. So she's like the website and the graphics and all of that and then lex's husband is like good at audio and my husband's in a and, and somehow it just all worked out we have pulled all of our resources mm-hmm. but that's a huge compliment because we still feel like we are like we don't know learning every day you know we're just we didn't know what a mid-roll was until <laughs> a few months ago <laughs> so it's great we're just learning 
but well, but where was that desire to start the podcast? Like, did did you just want to like expand on what you were already doing, or what was the genesis behind it? Like, to really start this up and and, and get it out there. Well, we are sitting in the van in the Target parking lot, as all moms do. <laughs> and dads. I've been there. I was there today. I was there today in my van. <laughs> and I had recently had a conversation with a family member, and um, it, we'd gotten a little bit more open. We were talking about sex and families and stress and this and that. And she had told me, she's like, Oh my gosh, I've never, I've always been too scared to ask my friends this. I've never been able to be open with my friends about this. Like, this is the first time I've ever talked to a girlfriend. And I realized after that, how many friends that I had or family members that just maybe didn't have a close friend. Or I remember times in my life when I didn't have anyone, like I was a new mom, I was home, I couldn't get out, whatever. And I just wanted, I was like, maybe, I don't know. We thought maybe we should start a podcast where we're just their friends in their ear. We're, yeah. just, we're yeah. just chatting with them about all the things that maybe they're too scared to bring up or I don't know, taboo. Just, yeah. And I, I had always, I had told Lex like at a girl's night, I think one time, like I want to, cause to be honest, I feel like one of my only talents is talking. Like I can just talk all day, just about anything. <laughs> and so she kind of knew and was like, Hey, I want to do a podcast. Like, do you want to do it together? And that was it. Like we, yep. Decided and got to work. That's There's exactly just- kind of like us. One of the things we realized is what we wanted to be, and this is what the word I was thinking about you guys is, is you're kind of like vulnerable. You'll allow yourself vulnerable to be, to be you. seen. You know, you guys will allow yourself to be seen and heard in a real way. And that's what people really resonate with because it, all the other forms of media, oftentimes, you know, like we, Matt and I have talked about this before, you know, like when you get your news, is somebody going tonight on the news, it's going to be, and you're like, why are they talking like that? And what, and are, that's not, doesn't seem like a real Ooh. person, but and so many people now are are kind of secluded or are feeling lonely or don't or or had that friend group and now college is over or their work has changed or they have kids and they and they don't have that friend group anymore and we realize the same way like oh if we just are friends talking how we really talk then people can accept that i mean you might say something they totally disagree with or they don't like or they love whatever it might be but a lot of people we realize that that connection especially in the podcast form because it's just in your ears and it sounds like your best friend that you hadn't got to talk to in a while and you just because you know i've listened to several of your episodes now and you guys just sit for a while and cut up and that's just nice <laughs> you know what i mean like and and this uh, seriously but in this day and age you don't so get that much cute. every everything's covid and death and terrible politics and so religion cute. and awful stuff so you just want some people to like can't you, we just chill and cut up a little bit and be silly or, or, you know, have some fun. That's, that's kind of our mentality as well. Yeah. I love it. I, I think that that's what I, I think is really, really not fair is that there's a certain percentage of the population who are verbal processors and they, they, they like to talk and, you know, there's other people who they love to like, if somebody talks about their passion is just writing and they're, you can just sit there and write and they love to just write and express themselves. You just think, Oh, what a nice, awesome genius person that is. And if you say, I just like to talk all the time, people say you're an asshole or you're, right. you know, you're you just like to hear yourself <laughs> <Yeah>. talk, but <laughs> right. this is my writing. I just like yeah. to speak. And that sounds right. somehow I conceited, like that. Yeah. but people I that just... write, they get admired for it. But I like to talk. I like the sound of my own voice. I admit it. But it's I don't not really like, that I like the, the sound, sound of my I just, voice. I just, well, no, I don't really either. I'm just saying that's what people accuse me of. Right. But I need to hear the words. Like, you need to write them down, look at them on page. I need to hear them. And then I know if they sound crazy or not. 
and I like to talk, and that's how I understand things is to say it's them out loud. Therapeutic, like yeah. Lex and I call Wednesday nights because that's when we record. It's like our therapy. Like we sit down, we like you said, we just like talk about what we would normally talk about, and then you know, hop, not talk COVID about or sub- politics, basically. Yeah, <laughs> anything but that, please. <laughs> Yeah, and that, and then even listening to podcasts has been a, a big one for me because I have I don't I mean I'm not a big fan of the written language writing or reading, reading either one right. you know but I can process a lot of information so once podcasts existed I was so thankful that I could hear other people talk limitlessly too like that's been a really big you know what been a really I love about deal. podcasts uh, what yeah what I love about podcasts is we sit and do this all the freaking time. And yeah, not in a bad way, but it's a waste of time. I mean, sometimes it's just, it's just nice scroll. to like scroll and mindlessly, but also while we're scrolling, we're purchasing and we're comparing and we're wasting time or whatever. And I mean, I'm totally guilty of it. And I also run a business on Instagram and so does Alexa. And so it's our job, but in the same sense, like I can put something in my ears and just like get stuff done or like zone out from like maybe my daily stressors or like my kids screaming and pop my headphones in and be like, I got to fold laundry, you know? And I feel like I can be way more productive and get it, learn something or feel related. Like I relate to someone or whatever it might be. I'm hanging out with my friends instead of just like mindlessly scrolling for an hour. I like can accomplish something and feel like I I don't know. I had a conversation or I learned something that day. Multitask. Multitask. Right. You can't really do that scrolling through your phone. So do you guys consider yourself like storytellers? Like when you, when you think about your Instagram, like obviously, you know, y'all's Instagram, your podcast is doing great. Like, what what works like how do you like when you say you know like because what y'all are doing works like what is it that can can because like I said I mean I know a billion people who start podcasts and they go they they do it for about <laughs> three episodes and they go no one's listening I give up but like you guys like I said like it feels like y'all are on to something what what are you thinking of when are are you telling a story or what what is what is behind like your your platform or your presence on, online or in the podcast. I think we gen genuinely just want want to be real and authentic and pe- and vulnerable and that people have picked up on that. And you know what else works? Talking about sex. Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh, <laughs> those are our best episodes. Talking are they about- really? Those are the big numbers. Yeah. Yes. They are. I don't know why. And like, we're not. What do you sex mean you don't know why? Free? Everybody knows why. It's just the main thing that sells anything. that's right that's right i just i think for us yeah we just wanted to be like friends and feel people feel like they can relate and it's done well like i don't know we don't know the magic girl's night mentality it's the van you know what it is it's the van the van is attractive and it just other moms see it and they're like (laughs) just sucked into it i mean the vans are so sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thought it was cool that the response was really good when you did. First of all, we thought it was cool that you would do a marriage supply ad. And I was curious how that struck you when you encountered that company or that e- email in the first place. Um, you know, how that struck you at e- in, the, in the first place. But the ad did really well and everything. So we just well, thought that's that was good. Great. I handle like all the ads and stuff like that. And so when I got it, I was like, I'm down. But I was like, what do you think, Lex? Like, I had to run it by. She was like, absolutely. Wait, I told my husband, I said, we got our first ad for our podcast. Guess what it's for? (laughs) (laughs) He jokingly said, a vibrator? (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) And 
talk about that. Like, absolutely. I'll talk about it any day, all day. But yeah, so funny. Lex was like, I was like, is she going to be like, I don't know. Like, and she was game. She was game. Absolutely. Um, I've actually had a lot of DMs asking about which box should I get? What should I get for marriage supply? What do oh, you think cool. of this? Yeah. I haven't tried anything before. What Got my I marriage get? supply box. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. it's been fun. It has been fun. So is that something you guys do together as well? Well, we actually took that business over. We uh, we worked with the uh, friends with and, and worked a little bit with another podcast that was started by two ladies, Candace and Katie, and they started a podcast called Free Sex. And they were both, uh, well, I guess they were both, one was a pastor's wife and one was, uh, their husbands had worked in, and them as well had been really involved in a church in Seattle. And so they just started it kind of similarly to you guys, just to kind of be real and just talk about life and sex and family and stuff. And, uh, but their lives kind of got busy and they weren't going to be able to, they didn't want to keep it up anymore. They wanted to step away from the podcast for a while, focus on their families and life and stuff. And so we thought it was such a good idea. We just liked it. Cause you know, just, we just thought, especially with our background and with everything, we just thought we just really liked the idea behind it. You know, the no pornography, you know, you know, just kind of making it for married couples like, hey, you know, there's plenty of sex toys and, and out there for people. But married couples, sometimes, you know, like life gets busy and responsibilities and all that stuff. So we took that. We bought it from them and uh, just have been have been running it for like a couple it. of years now. Yeah. Yeah. Lex so. and I were like, this is awesome. Like, this is awesome. I think you should call it the bad Christian box. That's what I think you should yeah, call it. Right. Maybe box. we should do one of those. Actually, that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a minivan. Mo- we could do a minivan mama's box. Yeah, you could make Sorry, a box. That doesn't sound nearly as sexy. <laughs> 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 or the, the minivan, minivan you know? box, yeah. <laughs> the the uh, fantasy suite. The fantasy suite. That's what my husband. Fantasy suite. That's what my husband, Ooh, like what my husband yes. renamed our van, by the way. Oh. And he likes to tell people he's proud of it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's better. <laughs> I'll let you decide what that means. Uh, Candace and Katie, who did the uh, Free Sex podcast, it was the same thing that was resonating there. It was just that so everybody else is, doesn't, you know, talk about this stuff. So conversations that are honest seem to just facilitate other people's thinking in ways that seems to really matter. So there's people that were really were resonating with that. So it's good to just know that there's wider networks of people out there that just have the same impulse. And it just, you know, and I'm sure that there's a bunch more that neither of us know about, too. But, you know, I feel that that's probably just a common impulse that certain people have. And it's cool with podcasting and that that that's able to to do that. But I thought it was a, uh, you know, really cool fit and everything. So thank you guys for for doing it. Open conversation. Yeah, we love it. We've and like we said, we've had like good feedback and. It was so fun. The day we got the box, <laughs> I was at Lex's house and she opened it up. Her husband's in the kitchen and she's reading it all to him and going through it. And it was just fun. Wait, the first time I opened the box, sorry, I it's very shipped in a very discreet. Oh, box. it is very discreet, by the way. Yeah. And I opened it with all my children right here in the van. <laughs> and I popped it open and I was like, oh, <laughs> I didn't oh, look at it. <laughs> I should have, we should have caught on by the hot sticker, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I think I, we, I like Katie, uh, who works with us, was telling me about your podcast. I was like, oh, and she was like, you know what? I think we might could advertise with them. And the re- one of the re- other reasons we liked it is, and, uh, I don't know if you guys intend this, but you guys aren't also, I, I know you'll talk about everything, but like, you don't ever seem prescriptive. Like, this is the way to do it. Like, you even just talk, you usually just like give ideas or, or make it personal about what you've tried or what's worked and what hasn't. And I, and I thought that was really good. It lines up really, really well with our motto as well. 
And is that is that intentional? Like like you guys, I mean, because you, you could say I'm a mom and this is what you should do, but y'all don't y'all don't really do that. You say this is what's worked and this is what hasn't. I've failed. You know, you 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 say it all. Well, I'm not good when people tell me what to do or how to do it. True. <laughs> right. That, that's it. And I want to do the opposite. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah. probably where I, I don't where Yeah. I and I'm just like, I can't give, I can give advice, but I We're don't know what will work for you. We're not to give great <laughs> advice. So here's what's working, working for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a certain thing that seems to be built into people that, you know, there's nobody that developed at a late age not liking to be told what to do like that. That is in people from the very, you know, Agreed. I'm sure you know it about your kids and they have a different <laughs> amounts of that within them. But it's it's a very fixed property of a human. But, it but it's really nice when you hear somebody say, this is what I did. Yeah, Not, this is right. what you should do. Well, this is what I did. I also think it gives people permission. Permission's like, a good to word. To simply be like, oh, we, we can try a vibrator. Like, right. we can yeah, yeah can you should too. Like, yeah. you're missing out, you know, like, oh, that's not weird. Or like. You know what I mean? I just think it gives people permission when other people are like, hey, like we do this and it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Normalize yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I thought that's really cool that your first ad was this. You know what the first ad we had on our podcast was? What? It was not that you would know, but it was a it was porn blocking software. Yeah. Tri- <laughs> I want to work with them. I love it. Triple X Church. Yeah. I need to work with them. Absolutely. We're going to send them an email. Yeah. <laughs> Well, ladies, this has been great. We really appreciate it. I, I, once again, y'all are awesome. We love working with you. We hope we, you know, we get to work with you for a while. But it, what you guys are doing is is, is really cool, and, and we're impressed, and, and we appreciate you guys getting in your van tonight and talking with us. Hey, we love it. It's therapy for us. So thank you for having us on. It was fun to, like, finally meet you guys and put a name to a face and everything. So Yeah, for sure. Well, Lex and yeah. Cherish, we'll see y'all soon. Thank you. Hey, sounds good. Thanks, guys.